Fine, it's May. It's May. It's May. You, you, it's you, you. You got it, dude. It's you. You're everywhere. I like it. I like your stories. <clears throat> they feel real. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so with that, hi, and welcome to Behind the Hype with Mew. How's it always? Brian Dressel. With me as always, this time legitimately always, is Chewy Darso. Hi. And Jonathan Hardesty. Here till the end. Yeah. Last week, we, we had to say goodbye to Chewy as she went off and made a gargantuan pile of masks for our daycare 20 yeah it's a big pile of masks yeah, that is three different types of fabrics you have tie bags you had, you had a lot of work it was i'm gonna make more for our nieces yeah and then your dad and, and my sister whoever wants them and are we are we ma- am i making one for mike or i'm just letting him do his thing i don't know i guess we'll find out good luck mike <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out next week on behind the no. Hype. <laughs> how's my brother-in-law <laughs> Uh, if this was the right podcast for it, I have an amazing story about my brother-in-law's interaction with a neighbor. Oh but, my you god, know, it was so perfect. If you see me in person and you know me, ask. It's a good one. Uh, but this isn't the place for it. We don't have time mm. for it. <laughs> you got it. You did it. I can't spare a minute. <laughs> We're all out of the minutes. I, mean, I haven't yeah. got a minute to spare. Wouldn't Living day to day here, guys. Would have killed them to put somebody named Freeman in this movie. Just so somebody could be like, time, Mr. Freeman. <laughs> just just once. <laughs> Anyone who played Half-Life 2 is understanding what I'm talking okay, about right yeah, now. Okay, yeah. To explain the blank look on Chewie's face of, what did I miss? <laughs> I was like, it's a reference from something I don't know. Half-Life 2. It's a good game. It's quality Yeah, game. Half-Life 2. These are the... These are the hot takes of the video game culture. It's too bad Half-Life <laughs> couldn't have a full life. No, it never did. No. No. Bummers. Uh, so this week we were talking about In Time, and if you listened to last week, you heard my uh, my little pitch of, it's a weird little movie that uh, kind of overstays its welcome a minute, and, uh, and is trying real hard, um, and, and doesn't, doesn't quite hit every chord it should, but uh, I, I appreciate it for what it is. And I also kind of hate it a little bit, but mm. uh, lots to talk about. Lots to talk about. Um, before we do, though, where have they been doing? I watched uh, the MTV Movie Awards intro uh, back from when he and Sean William Scott hosted. I watched that last night after we oh, watched man. this movie because there was a moment in it that just made me think, Mr. Timberlake. <laughs> and that's when uh, Justin Timberlake jumps up from behind uh, the guy from Mad Men in the movie. He's got the sunglasses on. I'm like, oh, that's kind of like that MTV thing. So I had to watch it. Um, and uh, it's kind of fascinating going back to 2003 and watching uh, an MTV thing and seeing what jokes were cool back then and uh, <laughs> really wouldn't fly today. vis a no, that would still work. That's still hilarious. There's a lot of like real toxic masculine bullshit in it. Oh, like, weird. Okay. Like uh, the way you make fun of Neo is like, you know, Trinity's dying in that sequence. Like that's when he shows up and Will Ferrell's like, oh yeah, we let this one get back to his bitch. Oh yeah, I went there. And it's like, 
these don't really age that well. No. And there's a few moments like that with uh, JT and Sean William Scott earlier, and like it's just kind of all over the place. And I'm like, okay, I could I remember laughing hysterically at this back in the day, but these jokes didn't really age that well. It's just kind of a bummer because like you're watching this thing, and like this was like peak Justin Timberlake 2003. It's like right around when NSYNC was dying and he was kind of striking out on his own and he was super charismatic. Oh, this is when I actually didn't like him. Yeah, but this is like when everyone else in the world thought he was like the next king of pop. Yeah. And And for me, he came out with Crimea River. I'm like, stop being such a douche. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Crimea River. Yeah. But it was really fun kind of going back to that era and, and seeing like what was, what was, considered one of the funniest openings to mtv movie awards ever and still watching it now i still laugh every time i'm gonna laugh at everything because like i said some of it really has kind of gotten a little um with hindsight but he's still funny in it he's he and sean william scott clearly had chemistry they were really funny together i think overall the thing kind of worked as a joke um so it's definitely worth a revisit but just kind of go in with um big old grain of salt of uh (laughs) Some of this might rub you the wrong way, uh, unlike back when you watched it the first time. That sentence made sense. Be a little more sensitive and a little less mer. Yeah. Or maybe I'm overreacting, you know, and I should just have a better sense of humor. I don't know. But either way, I just kind (laughs) of... Yeah, can't you take a joke, man? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's possible. But just a few times in there, I did kind of go, ooh, that that was kind of rough. Yeah. No, that's what happens Mm. when you you become more aware. It just... yeah. Yeah, find out things didn't quite work the way that they meant to or they no. don't hold up no i think it's just that they don't hold up because at the time it, it landed it all landed and part the the fact that parts of it still do i think speaks volumes because it is still very funny but there are just parts yeah but the whole like the whole zion part where they're going to the rave and andy dick is there and he keeps shouting out things about the quote-unquote orgy going down at morpheus's house later still hilarious he's <laughs> <laughs> like it's some of us have heard, but we don't know if it's true or not. And then his speech starts up. It's true what some of you have heard. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> Morpheus, what oh, biology? Machines. Yay! Oh, <laughs> Still funny. <laughs> uh, I'll have to watch that again. Cause... Yeah. Like I said, just go in with your expectations lowered a little bit. Cause... Eh. Eh. But you'll yeah. still laugh. Okay, so I think that was good where they've been doing. Uh, I think we got yeah. done just in, just in time. Oh. Justin, Ooh. just in time? Justin, just in time. Yes, Justin. Yes. Justin is in time, except to save Justin, his mom. Justin, just in, just in time? He's not in time to save his mom. No. no. Okay, I'm going to hit the reboot on the router. Are you guys okay? <laughs> in in time? <laughs> the movie's in time. Uh, yeah. If you didn't get that, um, the movie is a is a lot about time. Oh, uh, it's like a Bond movie when it comes to puns. Whew. So just bear with me, you know, if I while I try to break down this movie because this movie like it, it does something that no other movie does with subtlety. It's just so subtle. Like if you <laughs> if you if you're having trouble picking stuff up, you know, understand that's kind of the point, man. It takes a few rewatches because you know it's really subtle. Time is money. Money is bad. And right, right. I missed girl, everything the first time I watched it. <laughs> like this movie, <laughs> it's just so simple, but entertaining because of that. Uh, so our quick breakdown, my joke aside, of time, money, money, bad, uh, rich people, boo. Uh, 
<laughs> this movie's about a, a, a whole different reality where they figured out how to genetically engineer clocks into our system. And after you turn 25, you stop aging. But if you earn enough time, because now all currency is time, it goes into your arm and you get to live for however long. Poor people usually have about 24 hours on their clock. They get enough money to survive the day. Yada, yada, yada. Rich people have eons, millions of years on either like these little like hard drives with time on them or actually on themselves. Um, rich guy decides, uh, I've been alive too fucking long and it's super boring to be alive this long. I want to go die. And when he goes to die, he gives all of his time to Justin Timberlake. Justin like takes it and decides to upturn the system by stealing all the time from the rich people, giving it to all the poor people, completely dismantling the system. And I'm guessing probably almost everyone died. Um, but he also robs a bigger bank later. He kidnaps a girl. There's a whole bunch of other stuff in it. There's a lot of movie in this and fucking none of it matters. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> like this movie is packed to the gills with movie. Yeah. And all the time it's just like, well, I don't give a shit about this. Nope. Oh, look at this plot line. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. here's these or, bad uh, criminal guys. And I wonder what the... Oh, there goes that plot line. They all just got <laughs> shot in the face. Yeah, you nope. start to put a flag in this plot point. It's like, am I going to have to worry about this? Nope, guess not. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Got to pick up that and, flag and keep yeah. going through the movie. And, that, and in that sequence, we have some guy from Magic Mike who takes off at least two layers of clothing and you're just like, all right, keep going. Yeah, keep going. We've seen you do it. You're then, really good at it. And then he didn't. Yeah, no. Just didn't have enough time. <laughs> <laughs> nope, no time. Yeah. Um, in time? Time? <laughs> and that's where, like, kind of where I want to start with this thing. And we'll move to Justin Timberlake, Animated Save Freedom, and everybody who's in it. Um, but th- this is one of those movies where, like, you can see somewhere through the weeds, there's a really good sci-fi movie in here. If they could have just picked what movie to fucking make, I think they could have had something really kind of cool and campy in their hands or something very serious, more like The Matrix or like Equilibrium. Or they could have gone a little bit more. What was the one with Russell Crowe that we watched with the crazy leprechaun suit? Um, Oh, Virtuosity? Could be more Virtuosity sort of sci-fi. Like they had so many different avenues. This movie was screaming that it wanted to be a beef movie. Or it could have gone the other way. It just couldn't make up its damn mind. So it just... It just kind of drives you nuts while watching it of like, oh, I kind of feel like I'm watching Logan Logan's Run for a little bit. Or I feel like I'm watching, I'm going to start blanking other sci-fi movies. But they, you just can kind of see like glimmers of greatness throughout. It's just such a fucking mess that it gets yeah. really, really tough to even care about fucking anything. Well, cause it wants- and then let's turn this into a, a Bonnie and Clyde with sci-fi. Yeah. Right. Try to, yeah, they even had direct references visually to Bonnie and Clyde and I just moaned. No, because I mean, Justin Timberlake, as we've proven throughout the, the first couple of movies this month, has chemistry to spare. Like the, the guy is just oozing charisma and they put him in a role where it's like, now you need to be stoic and tough. So no charisma. The everyman. Exactly. And it's like, OK, I like that he tries. Like, I don't, I don't think he quite nails the part like he should have, but you can see that he gives it a fucking hundred and ten percent. So I'm willing to forgive shortcomings because he showed up. Um but the long and the short of it is that since they're stifling all of his charisma, then when he ends up with Amanda Seyfried, like every scene with her is like, I don't buy this at all. Like you guys have zero chemistry. This is kind of frustrating. The whole movie he's, is just kind of frustrating. looks like his mom a little bit. Yeah, I guess he's got it. He could be oh, attracted oh. to her in that way. And then later on, she wears some of his mom's clothes. That is so weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like and there's another idea for the movie. Like you don't age, so suddenly you have uh, parents and children who are the same age, vis- like visually to each other. Like there's a movie. Yeah, like there's 
There's so many different things I could have picked up on that after we finished the movie and I think Chewie had fallen asleep and I was up playing Zelda on my Switch and just kind of like mulling things over. I'm like, I feel like this entire, what is it, two hour and some change movie, maybe a little bit less than two hours, right around the two hour mark, uh, is just 10 episodes of a sci-fi original jammed into two hours. Hmm. Yeah. And like there's a really cool sci-fi tv show here like with the right budget so like the perfect like sci-fi channel budget like it would be engaging the characters are all there the world is all there there is so much to grab onto but instead of taking that time and making that show they just jam it through this very tiny lens of just two hours and we're just left with like i feel like i was just sprinting going nowhere like i just spent two hours on a treadmill and i didn't lose any weight but i'm really tired because a bunch of times during this movie, I feel like it lags. Yeah. Where I'm like, all right, we're not really building story here. You're, If you're trying to world build for me and stuff, I'm just, I'm bored. But that's my point. I was like, the world would have been more engaging in a longer format. Yeah. Like if this well, is they could have, They could have built more to the world because they kind of introduced the idea of time zones and that time passes, like you pass a year going through all those time zones. But then somehow he gets back to his old hood like really fast and then like there's all this stuff happening and you start to lose the geography as the movie also loses interest in it too oh, yeah, this movie doesn't yeah. care about its actual geography so no, then like, like they don't spend like, the time in the world like districts from like uh hunger games sort of thing or is it more like undiscovered country for the comic book that i'm sure no one listening has read yet but you should um where like the numbers get like smaller as you go in so like are you on the outskirts and you're like in the 12 and you go into like the four and like i don't know Design-wise, it was different decades. But they spend so much time trying to answer so many questions that if you're going to go into that much detail to leave any detail out, you now leave us with question marks. And it's just frustrating. I didn't even care enough to ask the questions. I did. Because the movie, like, it just, it piques my interest. Even just talking about it now, I'm interested. I love love the idea. And when I I first started loading this up to watch it on streaming, I read the synopsis and I was like, ooh, that sounds cool. And then I yeah. read like the you know the blurb about it, like oh that sounds cool. And then as the movie started, I was like okay, I'm getting into this premise. And then we're off to do other things in the movie. I was like okay, I'm not as interested in this angle. We're gonna stay here for a while. Okay, we're in another angle. I'm not as interested in. But there's these cool little tidbits here off to the side in the horizon. What am I gonna do with? Can we go there? No. Okay. No, it's just like they whenever they have two choices, they pick the wrong choice, and it just. I'm not. I was not nearly engrossed by any of this compared to you guys because the whole time I'm like, it's so on the nose about everything. Yeah. That it makes me not care. I, I think that's also the like you look at the director. Yeah. Yeah, he loves the storyline. Yeah. He did. He Gattaca. Um, he, I forgot the other ones. He likes He's class made, war. His next thing is Monopoly, yeah, like, like, which is just going to be about the have and have nots again. I, I feel like if you were to ask Andrew Nichol what he thinks of rich people, it, it would not be a positive response. I would, <laughs> I would fear how much he hates himself because I just assume he's rich. I mean, rich is a state of mind. Mm, sure it is. <laughs> Maybe he just hates billionaires because he's just a millionaire. Who knows? Oh. Um, but either way, it's just like, it, it's just... I think this specific script, granted, he wrote and produced and directed it, so he's probably not going to do it. Mm-hmm. But I think this script needed a different director. I think that's just what it came down to. I it think just it needed somebody... less money. 
I think the money's fine. I think it just needs somebody who can handle subtlety. Like, th- there's nothing subtle about this movie. Like, my joke earlier was very serious. Not a thing is subtle. The whole time is money. We get it. Like, the rich people bad. We get it. Like, disperse the wealth won't solve all the problems. We get it. Like, they don't miss a beat. They make sure you know everything. And then as soon as you know it, they make you repeat it back to them. The only thing interesting to me about this movie is if you view it as a a visual representation of trickle-down economics. Okay. Because everyone that's rich in new, new whatever... New Greenwich. By the way, this is so obviously shot in Los Angeles, but it's supposed to be in Ohio. That's stupid. Yeah, it's so yeah. clearly L.A. Uh, <laughs> that's like everyone, as L.A. as Roger Rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> but so everyone that's rich is stuck in the 80s. They got their 80s cars. They got the 80s suits, the mm-hmm. sunglasses, the color palette, the power Wall Street vibe. Mm-hmm. They wear black. They're bland. Blah, blah, blah. All the women have to be showing the majority of their legs the entire time, and they have poofy skirts. Uh, and then everyone that's poor is stuck in like this weird menagerie of 1950s uh, factory work, uh, kind of gritty 70s mixed with 90s clothing, and then also 70s cars and luggage. But almost like just like a tinge of post-apocalyptic. Just a tinge. Just post-apocalyptic in the same way that downtown LA with all the hovels is post-apocalyptic. But that's what I mean. Like yeah. Just, yeah. Just that, I mean, there's the corpses on the street. Like, like just there's just the hint. It's uh, a hint. Yeah. But it's the it's it's like a weird. It's yes, it's about money, but it's about Wall Street. I guess maybe at the same time because of loans and interest rates and how everything keeps getting more expensive. I think that just all comes down to money. The whole yeah, thing is just how the rich keep rich stay rich by keeping the poor poor. Yeah, and the richest time I guess was the '80s in this director's mind because that's just the way everything was designed over there. Sure, it's, I get it. Because the design, the, the design of this movie is one of the reasons it irritates me. <laughs> I mean, if you're going, but if you're going to stick on the trend of trickle down economics, then of course you stay in the eighties because that's Reaganomics. I know that's why I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, that. so I, I think you're spot on. <laughs> and it was a, and re- really, when you think about trickle down economics, it's all about understanding that the rich people are your benefactors. Yeah, or, is uh. that the right word? Well, they will benefit you if you appreciate them. Sure. Yeah. 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 It just. It just. As after I was done with this, I couldn't help but feel like this is what I would have gotten this type of movie had I just learned about Reaganomics, trickle down economics, and like gotten really jazzed about how unfair yeah. everything is. If you wrote yeah. this script in your early twenties, I'd be impressed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but this guy, I'm pretty sure, was in his forties or older when he made this movie. But for me, it doesn't even matter so much. It's really just. This guy's his own worst enemy. Like it just comes down to one of those. Like whenever I see written, directed, produced, and I've even myself released films like that and gone, shouldn't have done that. Like it's just never a good idea. Like you got to spread out. When it comes to these big films, I, I am just not a fan of auteurs. Like I just I don't think it's a good idea. I don't think it usually ends up very well. There are exceptions. There's an exception to Wes every Anderson. rule. I'm saying in general, but Wes Anderson but- has his crew. He does not do everything. Yeah. He has yeah. his people. But he's writer, director, producer, right? Sometimes. He doesn't always produce, but no? most of the time. Okay. But he always has producing partners. He never has the credit written, directed, produced. Okay. Um, 
that like yeah. just just to get up on my high horse for a second that is the cockiest credit you can put in a movie <laughs> like putting written directed produced is basically just like check out my dick yo no because you also <laughs> it's have, my dick in a cinematic um, box yo i can't remember his name off the top of my head rodriguez Oh yeah, my statement Robert stands because he also will score yeah. his movie and edit his movie. But he doesn't put them all in the same credit. <laughs> yeah. I'm just still saying. But again, we're talking Rodriguez. <laughs> my statement stands. Yeah, the statement does stand. Uh, I do think it was interesting. Uh, something you said, Brian, about the just the world and how this c- could have been fleshed out into more of a show. Mm-hmm. I've been watching a bunch of shows on various streaming services with a lot of world building and. Um, uh, the one that comes to mind uh, at the moment is Into the Badlands. Okay, how, yeah. Where a lot of that is the world. The world is the character and the the characters that are in that world and how they interface with that world, that's the story. The story just kind of guides them along and it's more about them in this world and I was very interested and I was engaged the whole way through because the characters were interesting and the world that they were in was interesting and none of that applies to this movie and it... One thing, kind of, as we are in today's time, and we look back at movies like this, this would have been a streaming show today, yeah. and it would have been all the better for it because then we could actually have an interesting character you who probably could have gotten un- the same cast. Yeah, I mean, could have even the same with cast. Justin Timberlake in the lead, like, like I said before, I don't think this is the strongest role. I think both the movies we reviewed before this, uh, he he was much stronger in, but I don't think he's bad in this either. Like, he is. He does what he can. He yeah, does no, what he can his, with a very bland character. Yeah, no, he's 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 great, but his character sucks. Yeah, and every don't character sucks. Don't be like your sucks. dad. Well, I don't know anything about my dad. So yeah. Please Why? give me a weird, disjointed monologue about how I'm like my dad. Who we have no connection to no. whatsoever. Get the fucking dad no. character out, Killian. Shut up. All the things that are supposed to make his character interesting is given to us with exposition by other characters. The only he has one moment in the beginning of the movie that makes me go like, oh, that was interesting. And it's when the little girl asks him for a minute and he gives her five and he only gets 24 hours a day and he still gives five minutes away to that little girl. It's like, oh, okay, he's he's a good guy. That's really the only thing we get everything. else. That's the only thing we get shown. Everything else is told. Because everything else that's shown is totally counter to what is told. Like he's this kind of cool, chill, normal guy who, you know, he's upset at the system and he's still wanting to get through things. But then he goes insane and starts karate chopping people and kidnaps a girl and runs away. And, and suddenly like, is a really good shot. He's a really good even shot. Even though I'm he's pretty sure he's never handled a gun before this situation. Mastermind thief. Like, none of this has been apparent. <laughs> he's good at right. poker. The hint of that, and that comes back later. That does come back later. That's true. He's good at poker. Yeah, no, he's that was probably my favorite moment is that, like, I had a payoff and it, like, it felt, it's something I could latch on to is probably the more complete thing they did in this movie. <laughs> yeah the arm wrestling little mini game in this was the most like set idea that they stuck with yeah the over the top moment with the guy from magic might was great and i love and i going back to the one we were just mentioned the poker scene with uh i always forget the actor's name peter from mad men the poker scene i think is a master class sequence i think that entire thing is just fantastic that's a scene i can watch outside of this movie and be entertained every time 
Chewie's giving me this look like bullshit. No, I fucking love it. I it's love. Okay. They he, don't. They watched Casino Royale and went, "Oh, let's do that." He bets his life. He bets his entire life on one hand of poker, and he shows his hand. And he's got like five seconds left, and it's just like, yeah, that moment when Peter's like, "Oh, I guess you're all in." It's fucking great. Yeah, it is an awesome moment. Justin Timberlake sells it. Peter from Mad Men. I'm gonna remember his name at some point. Sells it. Uh, Amanda Seyfried sells it from across the room. The sequence works, and it's awesome. It's like the one time when the chemistries are gelling together. Yeah, like if that had been like the scene they showed, like if you went on like Jimmy Kimmel, I'd be like, oh, I'm seeing that fucking movie. That seemed really cool. And then I'd been very disappointed by the rest of the movie, <laughs> as I was when I saw it in theaters. Right. The only thing not disappointing in this movie is watching Amanda Siegfried run in heels. She's a pro, man. She is a pro. Well, Olivia Wilde, too. I mean, granted, she dies at the end of it, but she runs in those she, heels. Those are not as big as Amanda sure. Siegfried's. Yeah. Amanda Siegfried's are like pole dancer to Hall. Yeah, I, I don't know how she did it. I Her mean, calves just, again, were a barking. An Academy Award for running in shoes like that. My God. God. At least give her a stunt Academy Award. Those are a thing, right? Stunts get Academy Awards, right? Women sure. running in heels honestly should get stunt credits. <laughs> they should. I wasn't kidding. Anything <laughs> over three inches. Fuck, I'll give yeah. you two. I'll give you one. No, I, I I, even I heels. wasn't joking either. I was just like, no, serious. I'm serious. I demanded. <laughs> give them due credit for running in that shit. <laughs> yeah. Um... But otherwise, I think just like beyond that one scene, I think Justin Timberlake did a really good job. I, I think he did what he could. Uh, they, they just didn't give him a lot to do, which is kind of unfortunate um, because I, I think this was seen as his like next. Like, look, he's the leading man in this movie. It's getting a big release, had a big promotion push, and it just didn't do that well. Um, clearly, they wanted sequels. They wanted more worlds. They wanted people to be fans of this thing, and it just didn't really connect. I know there's still a lot yeah. of people out there who still really enjoy it. When we said we were covering it, we had a lot of people like, I love In Time! So there are fans for it. I hope that's ironic. Or just they haven't <laughs> watched it in a while, maybe? I don't know. I was well, hoping I was going to enjoy this more on a rewatch. Because yeah, I remember being so disappointed when we saw it in theaters. But no, I'm still very much like, this, this is so bland while also being very stylish. It's just, it, meh. But it's stylish in concept, but not in execution. Like, the style looks great, but then it's not shot very well. I'm sorry, I know Roger Deakins is amazing. Now, don't get me wrong, I don't but know. there's some disconnect between him I and the director. Roger Deakins might have done this as a favor. <laughs> he might not have been fully invested in this movie. I'm not... I was yeah, not Yeah, I mean, people can phone it in sometimes, right? things that yeah. happened. <laughs> favor for a friend, you know? Just I'll do, I'll do the bare minimum package. Yeah. yeah. I will point so, the camera and it will be in focus. All right, so you want it to be orange when they're poor and blue when they're rich. Okay. Do you have anything else you want to add to this? No, I said d- blue, rich, orange. <laughs> this is your show, poor. Captain. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and here's a shot where we're hiding a car in between two trees when there's nothing else around, but those two trees are definitely hiding that car. Yeah, uh, the car is good and hidden. And then uh, in this scene over here, can we get a boob light? Is yeah. it cool if we get a boob light? Get a little bounce off those things. Like, her boobs look great, <laughs> but I, I think they need a light. Or if you try to throw a quarter at him, it would just get, hit you in the back in the face. <laughs> and it'll be 50 cents somehow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Money doubling boobs. <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. Everyone who's seen this movie knows exactly what shot we're talking about. I oh, don't care God. how proact- how wonderful you are. You know what we're talking the about. The fitting for that bra. <laughs> God, I can't even imagine how many options they must have given her and looked at and stuff. All right, that one looks good. Can you stand in the boob light? <laughs> no, nope, not good enough. 
It's missing a little something. There's not enough um, bounce. Uh, goodness me. I mean, but they, see, like, like we said while we were watching the, the movie, well, they can predict the weather. They can predict the weather. <laughs> kind of. Kind of. 30% <laughs> chance this movie is already boring. <laughs> Um, but enough about just uh, her boob scene. I actually thought she was really good in this movie. Ma- I always, I Amanda always really like it. Siegfried is a good actress. Is it Siegfried? I, like I thought it was Seyfried. Or Seyfried. Seyfried, I think. Seyfried? Yeah. Amanda. Amanda Seyfried. I always said Seyfried. Amanda Seyfried? S. I feel bad for both Yes, I think Seyfried. Seyfried? Either way, she's fantastic. I-, I think she's great in fucking nearly everything she's been in. Yeah. Like she's always, she always shows up. She always does her best. She can be funny. She can be serious. I think her and Justin. I mean, I just don't honestly. Think that, I think she's a better actress than Justin. Sorry, Justin, but I think they both did everything they could with what they were given. They weren't. But here's the difference. Even and, she I, wasn't given much for character wise. But the difference is, and again, I'm not trying to get to get Justin because this is his month. Um, but I just think that she's just a little bit more experienced. Like he was a pop star who turned actor. She was an actor turned actor. She's just an actor. Yeah. So I just think she had a little bit more experience and she could just work with the little she had to make it just a little bit more robust of a yeah. character. And I think she did a really good job with that. I, I liked the way that she was like a prison, almost like a kept bird sort of thing that just wanted to be free. And you yeah. just have that, you have that moment on the beach. Like, like they're very simple scenes, but she makes them work. Like they, yeah. She could have phoned him in. She could have. She could have pulled a Roger Deakins, but she didn't. And I, I, I commend her for that because I think it actually and, turned out pretty well. Yeah, and to your point, uh, you know, she's got more experience. And judging by our trajectory this month, even just like he's been side characters in these other movies, and now he's got the big time. He's got to carry this thing, and I don't envy that task because it's difficult. And yeah, no, it's just naturally something's going to suffer a little bit on something like this as a transition as you get more experience. And their chemistry is the is the victim here in this. Seyfried. Seyfried. Seyfried is the name. Does she not have a Jeaner name then? No, she does not. throwing it in there? You're just throwing it in there. She has a, uh, a tweet saying, my name is not Siegfried. <laughs> <laughs> Well, blame it on the, so you're not alone. The magicians. So you're not alone. If she had to tweet about it, you should not be embarrassed I'm because sorry, more Amanda. people do it. But I did look it up. It is. It is. Uh, it's pronounced Cy Dash Fred Cyfred. Okay, Cy. Okay. I will get the tiger people out of my brain. Bye, bye, tiger Which people. R.I.P. One of them just died from oh, COVID. That was sad. That was very yeah. sad. But either way, we're remembering Cyfred's name now. <laughs> um. The person we haven't talked about at all in this movie, uh, and definitely deserves a nod, even though his plotline is fucking pointless, I then just show up and go, remember your dad every 20 minutes? Oh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. I'm 35. 35 playing 25. But yeah, yeah, someone might think I look like I'm 25. <laughs> Mr. Killian Murphy. Uh, oh, yeah. He's another one, just kind of like how we were just talking about Amanda. I don't think he knows how to just phone it in. No. I he think... gets a script and he's like, all right, this is what I'm doing. And the movie takes a marked different, like it takes a turn for me when he shows up. And I'm like, okay, I'm vibing on his intensity because I, I would. He's bringing intensity to this. I'm like, okay, I'm I'm kind of digging what this is about. And then they just go nowhere with it, of course. But I'm into what he's bringing to this it's table. So disappointing they go nowhere with it because I think he has the most interesting story. The timekeeper story I think is by far the most interesting. He is a 
born and raised in the slums poor man whose only job is to make sure the poor don't get rich and he's cool with it that is a yeah. fascinating character they See, do that's the premise of the show with. When you yeah. make this into the show, that's he the premise. You follow 50 that cop. Fifty years of his life. Fifty years, making sure his neighbors and family and loved ones die. He spent five decades keeping the people that raised him dying. That is a fascinating character. You know who? And he doesn't get rich out of it. It's not like he's doing it for the wealth. No, he's got like a per diem that's like every two days or something. That's yeah. really like just stringing along, and it's hor- it's, horrifying. It's trickle down economics, man. They convince you that if you work hard long enough, you'll get out of it. But I don't think he even thinks that. Like, that's what I think is so fascinating about the character. He's just doing it because he thinks it's the right thing to do. I don't think he thinks it's the right thing to do. I think he just thinks this is my job. This is all I've ever done. I feel like he even has a speech to Peter, because I don't remember his name either, uh, about it. How it's just like, this is what I do. I don't need any other influence Oh, the, he's like almost like a robot in that, that scene sense. Where, the scene where he shows up and tells him he's putting a warrant out for his daughter's arrest. And if he gets it his way, he'll put one out for him too. I love that scene. Yeah. That's literally someone who just doesn't know any other way to live. Mm-hmm. He can't comprehend the other options. He's so dedicated to the system. He is the system. Yeah. And the best thing about it is they foreshadow his death the entire movie. He is so in love with his job, he forgets to stay alive. Mm-hmm. That's how he died. He just forgot. Yeah. He doesn't keep track of time. The timekeeper lost track of time. Yeah. Like, that's the movie. Like, why didn't they just stick with that? Like, at the end of this, that's all I can think about. Even now. Now it's in my, stuck in my brain. Why couldn't that have been just the movie? Yeah. That's what I meant, like, way earlier in this episode, where I'm like, there are so many movies in this thing, and all of them would be better on their own as one movie, as opposed to this crazy fucking megazord of a disaster. Well, they they were trying to do the hero's journey. The whole down on his luck, blah, blah, blah. Now he's an orphan, blah, blah, blah. But they do a hero's journey that diverts into Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's but, not a but hero's she's journey. But she's the princess in the castle that needs to get saved. I guess. Because she's Maybe. feeling stifled. There's too many movies in this movie. No. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's, even, like, like, it's not good. It's no. It's yeah. a mess. To the point, like, they could have even just stuck with Meg, uh, Bomber, uh, Matt Bomber giving Justin Timberlake the time and, like, what would you do with 100 years? It's like, hey, just what would he do? Like, all this other stuff, you, you wouldn't have to do that and you could still have an interesting movie of just you're suddenly given a lot of time. What are you going to do with it? Yeah. And then just go, go that route instead of the techno thriller route. Maybe he's just, like... <laughs> To pull a weird example, like a Groundhog's Day, where you're just trying things out. What would you do if you just had to repeat the day over and over again? This. You know, play the concept. That could have been interesting. It's just... It's actually... And I say this wholeheartedly. I think it's a shame that this didn't get picked up for a sequel. And, like, they could have explored anything else. Now, granted, if they had the same people involved, it probably would have just gotten worse. They just dug the grave deeper. Um, But if they could have done something else... Just with some different people, some different ideas. I think they had a really cool idea, a really cool world, a good that... idea of characters that aren't totally there yet, not totally fleshed out, but they're close and they just didn't quite get there and they made the fucking thing anyway. Something that would have been interesting is if they had the option where if you chopped off your arm, then you did age. 
and you weren't a slave to your cl- in your clock. And there's yeah. this whole other subset of uh, like old people, a community that is you know being shunned because why would you want to get older? And then you know you could maybe try to explain that the divide there. Oh, yeah. yeah. So many things they can do with this no, plot line. No, they just <laughs> tried to go with the bare bones freaking yeah. hero's <clears throat> journey. And I'm sorry, the only... But I don't even consider... I, I see what you mean with the hero's journey. I don't think it was there. I, I think that one was like the least of their worries. I think that one just But that's the, how it started. Sure, yeah. That is... It is one of the biggest jumping off points for a story. Sure. No, totally makes sense. I just... I don't think... I think that was like... If they had like a pie of like all the things that they're kind of taking from i think that'd be a rather small sliver like all right we got the structure here and then we're gonna leave from there yeah exactly but that's again where they didn't try very hard they used it to start their story and then they wanted to make bonnie and clyde i don't i don't think that's entirely fair i think they tried too hard i don't think it's that they didn't try very hard this movie has effort all over it it's just misplaced and misguided because one person was at the same time there's a sense of like we don't ha- we only have a movie to work with so what can we cram i don't know yeah I, i'm not i don't know if i'm gonna word this correctly but i've had this with things i've written or done that are smaller and i've only got this one window to do a thing in a project in or and i kind of and sometimes i'll put the all the ideas in there just because i gotta get this out and i've re- I recognized that when i was watching this i was like okay here's this idea i bet i would have wanted to, i bet i would have been doing some of these mistakes too especially if i only had a movie to work with i could yeah. see Wanting, oh, this is a great idea. Let's put this in here somehow. I don't care if it fra- fractures the, you know, makes the boat uneven, but just I like this idea so much. And that difficulty in getting rid of the idea or picking one, I, I still wrestle with that. So I, I guess I can understand that. you a teacher that. that yells, kill your babies, and you just hear them over your, the side of your shoulder when you're awake in the middle of the night telling you to kill your babies to make the script tighter. <laughs> Written, directed, produced. Yeah. No one's telling him shit. Right. Once once you've got that tri- trifecta, you're just like, And he hasn't even that nope. many things. So. No. no, this was his baby. This is all him. So. Yeah. Uh, he's both... m- much more, su- he's a very successful writer. The I mean, he's the... a successful both sides. He's still making movies. He, I, I give him credit for the world. I, like I said, there's enough that in this movie that I still enjoyed that I did not hate the rewatch. I don't think I'll go back anytime soon, but it, it wasn't a total waste of time. I really want to get you to watch Demolition Man. I know. We'll get there. Um, <laughs> I think we should move into favorite parts. Favorite parts. I've already said mine, so I'll just repeat it. Uh, it's the poker scene. I love the poker scene. I love the gamble. I love the whole how he gets 1,100 years out of it, even though he loses it within five minutes. But uh, Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, here's a really cool idea. Whoop, it's gone. Um, Where did he lose all that time? I don't Killing remember. Killing Murphy takes it because he yeah, stole it. Yeah, he takes it all. But he didn't steal it all. He won it. He, he didn't. It's not his. He shouldn't have it. He's poor. Mm. That's that whole. Yeah, he had Killing Murphy's to character with. is so interesting. It was a gift. It was just given to him. He can have it. What's the fucking problem, you dick? Oh, yeah, I love his character. But yeah, no, that the whole poker scene. I just I loved it when he turns over his arm. Like, um, can we get this over with? I'm dying. Yeah. <gasps> I, and and then I mentioned mine earlier too. The arm wrestling scene with the Minuteman. The over the top sequence. Uh, the over the top sequence where it's just like. It had the setup and it had the payoff. And I don't know, it was just, it was such a concise module in this movie that I really, I really appreciated it. Cause I would have watched this movie, this over the top movie too. I would have watched that one. And I think that was the one I was perhaps the most in the mood for. 
But By he... the way, I'm always annoyed at the fact that those guys are called the Minutemen because the Minutemen are a legitimate historical thing in yeah. America about yeah. the American Revolution. Yeah, it's a, Why are you the Mel refer- Gibson movie, right? No. Yes. I mean, yes, they're in that. <laughs> but why are you calling these thugs Minutemen? Yeah, it doesn't make any like, sense. Well, because it's time. That's yeah, it. whatever. Yeah. It's stupid because it's time. Lazy. That's, that's as far as they went with it. And there's a world in which they could have thought that out a little bit more and made it a perversion of what the Minutemen actually were. Cool. But that's not what this movie was interested no. in. And can I just say, although I agree with you, the scene is awesome. Would it have killed them to look like they actually were struggling to turn each other's arms over? Because it really just like, all right, your turn. Okay, your turn. Yeah, yeah, no. I, I Yeah, like I said, I was here, I was kind of in the mood for that movie where it was like, okay, this is cheesy. They're not, like, they're not even trying. They're just smoldering at each other and twisting each other's arms a little bit. But whatever, he shoots him in the end. Like, it has, like, it just, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's no. fun. That That's the moment that's fun in a very kind of tedious parade of ideas. And I will say this much, if you're listening to this episode going, that was my favorite scene too, and you haven't seen Over the Top, the one that I just keep casually mentioning, you should watch Over the Top. Mm. I mean, everyone should see Over the Top. It's a great movie. Oh, should they? Should they see Over the yes, Top? Yes, they yeah. should. Have you not seen Over the Top, John? Uh, it doesn't come to mind at the moment. It will tug at your daddy heartstrings. Uh, oh, yeah. Sylvester Stallone is a trucker. I'm just misunderstood. Misunderstood I trucker. Yeah. Who just wants his son to love him and he proves it to him. You just don't understand. I couldn't be there when you were little. By arm wrestling. I'll tell you what, that that logo that they've got for the poster, it slaps. Oh, yeah. So good. Um, You should watch that movie tonight, John, and then report back next week on how good it was. Forget where have they been doing. Just watch over the top. I need to wrap this up so maybe we can watch Demolition Man tonight. I don't want to watch Demolition Man tonight. But the shells, honey, and Taco Bell. What was your favorite part of this movie? I'm trying to figure that out. <laughs> All right, we'll just move on to double features. Um, uh, maybe the the Mr. Smith moment where it looks like there's a lot of. Uh, oh sure. Yeah. Uh, I forgot his name. Mr. Smiths all around Peter. <laughs> <laughs> that scene. Wow. <laughs> we just paid so much respect to all those actors. <laughs> I mean, there was. I remember Hugo Weaving's name. I just can't remember Peter because it's Peter. Yeah, he yeah. Anyhow, my favorite part of that scene is the little blonde boy on the left on the stairs. Oh, who's definitely not twenty five. Who looks like he's like nineteen. He is not. (laughs) I'm twenty five. Tough. I'm just as tough as all these other guys. Come at me, bro. (laughs) I just started shaving yesterday. Come at me, bro. (laughs) For as much as Killian Murphy. Looks like he's 35. That kid looked like he was 19. Oh, my goodness. They, I can't imagine that they had to have had some trouble finding all people that looked exactly 25 for this movie. Yeah. No, I don't think so. All right. <laughs> Double feature this thing. What would you watch in time with? In time. Bonus points hmm. to anybody who chooses time cop. Mm. Um. <laughs> I, I almost did. That was like the first thing that popped in my brain. <laughs> Logan's I, Run. Logan's Run's a solid choice. It's a better movie than this and similar plot lines. And similar plot lines. You stop aging at 25 in both movies. You still just, force a woman to run away with you and she kind of doesn't want to. And then later on, apparently, you're supposed to fall in love. I buy it more in Logan's Run. Yeah. And think, Logan's Run, you get a, a quick break for a quick reading of I don't cats. know. In, in Logan's Run, <laughs> does she ever specifically say, please let me go? Uh, no. 
because Minister Siegfried does say that like twice. Yeah. Yeah. And then she makes out with him. So, you know. Because he's got a gun. <laughs> no, that's later after he says she can leave and she's like, mwah. Uh, God, I fucking love Logan's run. Um, I want to stick kind of like with 80s sci-fi-ish. And they're they're similar movies kind of like in tone, but not really in... um, We'll just say spiritually the same movie. Or similar movies. I'm going to go with Total Recall. Okay. Total Recall would be a fun watch with this one. Um, Yeah, yeah. Specifically the Schwarzenegger one, not the Colin Farrell one. I know everyone needed that... that distinction, right? People forget that that remake was ever made. That's, that's yeah. I just I just remembered today that that exists now, <laughs> and I saw that in the theater. <laughs> uh, John, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go uh, slightly different, but it'll make sense once you realize like the praise I gave the Killian Murphy part of this. I would uh, double feature this with The Fugitive with Harrison Ford. And Tommy I Lee Jones. did reference it. She did make we were... that reference. <laughs> yeah. I didn't kill my wife. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Solid. It works. And with all these, you put in time first because it does feel the longest. <laughs> Very true. So, one week left to talk about Mr. JT. Hmm. Only one more movie. And the movie was going to be um, Southland Tales, but I just don't think we have the time for it right now. Um, so I will say this. When this is all said and done and time is a little bit more available, not to keep making time puns on the episode for in time, we will just cover <laughs> Southland Tales randomly. Somebody will have to lose okay. a week. I'll... We'll do it. I, we'll, there's so many actors in that movie. We'll, we'll figure out a way to we time. We'd do a Sean William Scott month. Yeah, we could. Dude, where's uh, my honestly. car again? It's fine. <laughs> dude, uh, sweet. <laughs> your no. tattoo says dude. Your tattoo says sweet. <laughs> you know, that stupid movie, I think I'll enjoy more in a rewatch than I did this one. <laughs> that says a lot. Um, but either way, we were going to do Southland Tales. I just don't, it, it's a very long movie. And we are up and down on whether or not we get to sleep the whole night. Right now we've been doing good, but, you know, knock on wood that that continues. So I just don't want to risk it. And we're going to go with a, a movie that Chewie mentioned uh, a little earlier on. Friends with Benefits. Friends with Benefits. Sorry. Oh, okay. Justin Timberlake and Mila Kunis. I was so close to saying No Strings Attached uh, because they're the same movie. They came out the same year. <laughs> right. Uh, but Friends with Benefits. Uh, we're going to go for a totally different type of movie for Justin Timberlake. Mila, Chewie's idea. Mila Kunis plays an uptight girl in New York. And Justin Timberlake plays the cool and collected L.A. dude. It's gonna uh-huh. be good. Yeah. I'm gonna enjoy watching it. Yeah. And um, they have sex. I bet they do. And I wonder, are they just friends? Or are they dating? At first or are they it, just friends with benefits? Uh, I think we'll find out. With a little <laughs> bit of business in between. Um and then that's it for Mr. Timberlake. So there's only yeah. one thing. So then we have a whole new month coming up with a whole new director. Did I say director? Ooh. Was I not supposed yeah, you to said say director? director? I don't know. Oh no. Did I mention that next the month after that will be Taiko Atiti? Because I wasn't gonna say that. Did I did I well, just spill the beans? Uh, oh, Taika Waititi. Oops. Oops. I guess June will be covering Taika Waititi. Hooray! Which means that Scarlett Johansson is going to kind of circle around again and come back in with Jojo Rabbit. That's and fine. John will have to watch it a second time, but you know that's okay. I don't know when that will yeah. be in the month, but uh, I've been meaning to do Taika for a while. I had a few people for the month of 
tune that I was kind of back and forth with. Um, but it just kind of felt right. I want to do one of those kind of fun, a little bit more well-known. I want to go back, back into like the, uh, the directing world after two months of actors. Yes. And, yeah. Uh, and we will keep exploring past there. Okay. Yeah, for sure. And he's got a, he's got a good filmography and one that's worth checking out, especially the earlier stuff. Yeah. If you want to get context of how he is the way he is now. Oh yeah. It's, it's going to be good. And I, uh, I really look forward to it, but one more month of JT and it's going to be a fun rom-com and then, uh, then we're moving on. Yeah. So that's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, very, very quick round of plugs. As quick as humanly possible, ATHpod.com for all of our shows. Uh, John? Demon Days, one of the shows on ATHpod.com. Chewy? Superstore. <laughs> Not associated with us really at all, but they do give us a money to pay our bills. Which we appreciate. We and really a, appreciate. And it also happens to be a very good show. It also is uh, a very good show. We're lucky that that was coincide. We don't have to lie to you every week. <laughs> and it should still be happening sometime after this is lessened. Hooray! Superstore Woo-hoo! shall return. Yay! Okay, so bye. 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 Time? Time? In? Time? Justin? Mr. Time? Freeman? <laughs>